morning. Have you ever been in a situation of feeling like you're supposed to say thank you for something, even though you don't honestly feel very grateful? You know, that sort of duty you feel to offer an obligatory thank you to discharge a social debt. Let me give you a few examples of what I mean. Thanks, Aunt Leah, for that book of Bible crossword puzzles we sent. Human Resources Department, for promptly replying to my question about my 401k with misinformation. Thank you. And thanks to the cleaners who finally found my sofa slip cover after charging me $30 to clean it and then losing it for three days. When I got home, I found a big rip in it, but I'm so grateful that you tracked it down. Thank you. But our gospel today tells of a leper who received life-changing healing from Jesus and returned to offer his deep, genuine thanks. And as I thought a little bit about that grateful leper, I began to realize that maybe I don't thank God quite as often or as wholeheartedly as I should. Gratitude begins with a giver and with a gift. The first giver is God, who created us out of love. And as Diana Butler Bass points out in her book, Grateful, life itself is the first gift. The fact that we actually exist at all, in all the cosmos, at this specific moment in the 13 billion year history of the universe. No other gift is possible without this one. Nothing we ever receive or have can rival, not even the second gift, which is love. Gratitude is our response to the surprising gift of our very existence. Not what we have, but that we are. Life is short, Lisa often reminds us. Every hour, every breath, grace. But we're easily distracted from this amazing gift, and it's even more amazing given, and from all the other gifts in our lives. We sometimes offer God that same obligatory wrote, thank you, that I gave to Aunt Leah in response to that Bible crossword puzzle. Just, I want you to listen to yourself in about 15 minutes at the beginning of the liturgy of the table when you say, it is right to give our thanks and praise. I'm not judging, I just look at this as an opportunity to collect some data. So I thought what might be useful this morning is to actually spend a few minutes actually offering thanks to God. First, I need very importantly to give thanks to Lutheran pastor and writer Nadia Bowles-Weber. What I'm about to share with you is her approach to giving thanks, and in many cases, her actual words of thanksgiving. Where the words are mine, I need to acknowledge that they're based on my life and on my considerable privilege. Your mileage may vary. 
on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. Thank you, God, that you're present in the regions in between, the frontier where the familiar and the foreign meet and sometimes chafe. The margins where we thought you'd never be, where we were sure you had no business being. Thank you for the people who go to our country's border regions to offer help to vulnerable refugees who face grave hazards in every direction. Thank you for that hushed time in between sleeping and waking when I often hear your voice. Thank you for the boundary crossers, the transgender and non-binary folks among us. I may not always understand their experience, but I know that they're your beloved children. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Generous God, I am so grateful for your accessibility in Jesus. Thank you for coming to us as a helpless infant of questionable status, born in an occupied land. For saying, let me show you just how much I want to be with you. Thank you for offering Jesus as the agent of your extravagant mercy, someone whom even the most broken people can approach. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. I give you thanks, God, that you see me, even the parts that I might prefer to keep hidden. Thank you for seeing my fear and reminding me over and over and over again. Don't be afraid. Thank you for seeing the messes we make in our lives and in this world at every turn, but continuing to invite comfort, to nurture, to listen, and to love. Thank you for sending us the priests who have led this Trinity community. They have served as your faithful sheepdogs, listening carefully to the Good Shepherd's commands, guiding us and directing us, nipping at our heels when necessary, and always, always bringing our attention back to the one who will lead us home. And as they went, they were made clean. Loving God, I'm forever grateful for the restorative power of relationships. Even I can see that hope, courage, strength, and healing all come through community. We need each other to feed us and forgive us, to touch us, and to bless us. More than what people do for me, thank you for the people who are with me. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. 
Merciful God, thank you for the moments when I can stop planning, stop working, stop talking, and really just see what's right in front of me. Now, here, this. Thank you for the people who use their loud voices to call out injustice, to upend the status quo, and help your kingdom come on earth. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? God of wisdom, thank you for revealing yourself to me in the foreigner, in the alien, in the stranger, in the other. You destroy my childish, crayon-drawn images of what real faith looks like and remind me that your grace will not be limited by the arbitrary divisions that make me comfortable. Then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. God, I give you thanks for so many things that in going on my way, I often fail to even notice. Thank you for this faith community as it grows in both faith and community. Thank you for the 40 years of my wife's love and patient forgiveness, including the three years when she left me so that I could finally grow up. Thank you for beautiful harmonies. Thank you for friends who love me, for co-workers who respect me. Thank you for cinnamon. Thank you for people who say, we have to fix this. Will you help me? Thank you for the goofy exuberance of a five-year-old playing miniature golf for the first time. Thank you that while I was depending on them, my parents stayed alive, stayed healthy, stayed together, and stayed employed, because that made all the difference. Thank you for your continual invitations. Don't be afraid. I will give you rest. Come and have breakfast. Your sins are forgiven. Follow me. You give them something to eat. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. Thank you for a job that supports my family. Thank you for the slow, incremental increases in justice that I have seen in my life, and for the teachers who helped me to see the injustices that remain. Thank you for the dawn chorus of birdsong in the spring. Thank you for the chance to welcome visitors nearly every Sunday, even when all I can manage to say is, welcome. Thank you for this painful and beautiful life, and for the new life you promised us at the end of it. It really is so right to give you thanks.